What do you make of his? Michael Sashford should be the Manchester United captain. He absolutely should be the Manchester United captain, but why is he not? Oh, he uh, I don't think he's captain material at all. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. Right, um, Catherine, we want to talk about uh, loads of different bits and pieces, so feel free to jump in wherever you want. Um, I will suggest that I was intrigued by Emma Hayes' reaction to the game last weekend, and I was sort of comparing it. I know in some ways it's not a fair comparison because Chelsea are a winning team, expected mm. to win titles. The Manchester United men's team are not, and they're at a low ebb. But I was really interested in her transparent, honest reaction to the loss last weekend mm. versus Eric Ten Hag during the week who like was the only person in the world who watched the game and felt as if this was a really positive experience. She went into like good detail about mm. calling responsibility on sure on herself but really on her players about like not winning duels and not turning up and Yeah. Emma Hayes is very good at that though. Um, we talked a bit a little bit about it on the Koi Gig pod this week. She rarely will come out in a post match and when her team has played badly say oh, we learned a lot or okay. we took a lot away from that. She will, and even if her team plays well, she will specifically call out players that she thinks didn't mm. play well or didn't do what they what she wanted, specifically with some of the younger ones. Like I know there's been a couple of times or say the likes of Lauren James or Mia Fischel or like Jesse Fleming or something. Well, Neve Charles, they'll have like a really good game and a journalist will ask her specifically about them and she'll be like, yeah, they scored that goal, but like they didn't do this right or they didn't mm. do what I wanted in this regard. So... She's very open. She's very honest. I'm very interested to see how that goes down in the US whenever she takes over there because yeah. I think there's a slightly different attitude to things. And also she seems like I've just been watching the new um, US Women's National Team documentary that's around the World Cup. Yeah. I think Netflix went into it thinking that they were going to win the World Cup, yeah. but obviously they didn't because yeah. the build up and stuff to the games is at the earlier parts is very much like we're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. And then that obviously does not happen. But um, it was interesting just even seeing Vlatko Andonovsky, the former coach, I knew very little about his personality and it was very different to what I expected and it's also very different to what I think Emma Hayes will be like mm. going in there and obviously there's a lot of turnover of players so I'm going to I'll be interested to see how the US media reacts to that very upfront Emma Hayes approach yeah. to things um because even I think the only time you ever see her actually fully lie back and praise her team as if they've like absolutely scraped a win in a real battle right or if they've just won a trophy. Mm. Those are the only times she goes into a media room and she's like, yeah, fair yeah, play, yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I just thought it was refreshing and I thought that she... Oh yeah, like we it, need, it wasn't like 100% you, need more of it. And you know the way you see that like, here's 10 seconds or 15 seconds where mm. oh, I'm accepting responsibility but ultimately we're not. She was like full on, I watched, I don't know, was it like eight, nine minutes of a press conference where yeah. she was just, it was oh, all that was about like... It was, she's an incredible speaker in general. Yeah. Like you talk about say, uh, like Premier League managers or whoever it is given off about referees in particular the way Emma Hayes is able to construct her arguments around referees it leaves you at the end having no doubt of what she actually believes yeah. but at the same time you're like did she actually criticise them directly enough yeah. for this to yeah. be an issue you know she's yeah. just very very she good at, around yeah. um, so we, we teed up that game by saying that um, it was uh, this was a title decider we we concluded in the, uh, the preview of it and like it may well turn out to be that that way. Um, advantage Arsenal and 
North London Derby. They play Tottenham twice over the next. Yeah, so they played Tottenham not yesterday. It was yesterday. I don't. I've been sick for the last couple of days. It's been the last two days, anyways. They've played mm-hmm. Tottenham, and it was a three-three draw. And then I went to four-three, which Arsenal won on penalties. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. it was four-three on penalties that they won. So, yeah, it was very strange to play the same team within like three or four days of each other. Yeah. Day, yeah. Um. So I think that. I mean, it was surprising enough that there was a 3-3 draw during the week. Like, it was a fairly strong team put out by Arsenal. I think Spurs just went out and really frustrated them. I assume they were annoyed with how the United game ended on Sunday. Mm. Like, it was a massive 4-0 loss for them um, against a United team that really they should be competing with, considering that the women's team is also at a bit of a low ebb this season compared to last season. Mm. Um, But I think... I don't know, Arsenal Spurs in the league. It has turned into a bit more of a battle and there's definitely a bit more competition between the two sides in recent times. But I would still expect Arsenal to go out and win it. The only thing would be is tired bodies after, you know, yeah. big game against Chelsea and then go into extra time against Spurs during the week. Um, but hopefully they're in that kind of like good mind frame now that they see that that title is there for them if they managed to grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of momentum with them. Yeah. And um, Katie McCabe, Kathleen, is starting to get the recognition that we've all known that she's uh, deserved for years. Yeah, at long last. Um, I mean, you have to take all these lists with like a pinch of salt, and I say this with the fact that the one I'm about to mention, I literally created myself. But uh, she's been ranked 24th in ESPN's um, top 50 women's players of the year. This is like a ranking that they've run for like several years with the men's team. They only started it. This is the third edition for the women's team. But you look at the sort of names that she's above, you know, like Onabagier won a World Cup. Mm. Not too bad. Dabina, one of the best players ever to come out of Brazil. Um, Shwala, who we came up against during the World Cup, has won Champions Leagues and multiple La Liga titles. You know, these are all, George Samway won the Euros. These are all very well-known players. And technically, McCabe doesn't actually have any of those trophies to her name, but it's just how well she performs on the pitch. Like, she's described in the bio as obviously fond of scoring her bangers, but it's also, first and foremost, how much she works Mm. and that it doesn't matter where she plays on on the pitch, she's always tireless on it. So it's funny that now outside of Ireland, people are starting to catch on to this yes. and be like, oh, she's, yeah. she's actually quite good. Um, it's probably an unfair question and like even particularly maybe in relation to the World Cup, that goes against her. But where's Denise O'Sullivan in the uh, top 100 players? Every time I see her play, I'm like, mm-hmm. she's not an even footing with Katie McCabe. Like she's... Yeah, I think the World Cup definitely worked against her this year when it mm-hmm. comes to these sort of things because she... You look at a lot of the awards that are being handed out, even I think it was at the FIFA, the best shortlist or something came out yesterday or the day before. And I was looking at the lineup and I think Linda Casado was in the top three. Incredible World Cup, like can't be denied. Mm. But I'm like, I don't know how many people actually watched her full season okay. in its entirety because you okay. probably wouldn't have put her in the top three so if that was the case. to the World Cup. Yeah, I think so. And I think, well... Where Denise is probably, what's interesting for us is that she's always ha- been held in really, really high regard in the States and within like that World Cup winning, double winning US team and all those sort of people. But because she's been playing over there for so long, she doesn't maybe get the European recognition anyways that she should. You know, when she plays at an international level, everyone is like, wow, she's class. But I don't think in general she's ever really got it. And I think... She was chatting to Ashling uh, just before the last international break and she was saying that she would love to play 
over in Europe at some stage and like I'd love to see her come to the WSL but I'd also love to see her go to like a Lyon or a Barcelona I feel like less likely Barcelona I feel like they're quite stacked in that position in general but and win a Champions League or something because I think then she'll get a bit more of the recognition that she deserves over here um, also fair play to her I don't know if you saw but she spent the week after coming off international breakdown in Cork running camps for kids right. kids from all over the country travelled she had 80 kids a day over four days different spots around Cork um, looked really really good I saw a couple of videos of it online and she said that's just the start she wants to do more of that sort of thing so do you see some future Ireland coach maybe yeah, down the line somewhere she does seem like somewhere. a class act every time even you hear her speak and stuff but yeah. technically watching her every single time I'm like how is she not more highly rated. She's, she was just so really passionate even talking about the coaching element and wanting, I think as well, there's now a Denise Sullivan Cup down in Cork that she's <laughs> right. like sponsoring one of the school's cups or something. Okay. So uh, she's really passionate about that side of things, which is great because yeah. that's exactly what we need. And I, like it was mixed gender kids coming down as well. Like it wasn't just all girls camps. Yeah. It was for whoever wanted to play. So yeah. it's pretty cool. And another barrier down uh, with the news that Rebecca Walsh is going to become the first ever female um, Premier League referee. And I saw it and I was like, that can't be. And it is right. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's kind of mad. This long. I, like, I knew there'd never been uh, like main referee, like a female one. But in my head, I was like, so I think, you know, like Shan, Massey Ellis mm. and stuff. And that time that she, I can't remember what the player was that like got up in her face and she was like just back in his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, massive to have someone like her. She's really like exploded onto the scene in the sense that she's been working away in the background for years. But I think she only had her first, led her first championship game maybe like a year ago. But this is all part of like a program that Big Mall are trying to bring in where they do elevate people very quickly from the championship and from the lower leagues mm-hmm. who are performing quite well. Um, so that's really beneficial to see. Like It's the same reason why Sam Al- Allison is coming up through as well. He'll be the first black referee in 15 years to be involved in Premier League. Um, I did think it was quite funny, <laughs> Howard Webb's comments about her. Um, so like saying, you know, she's really calm, focused, you know, she's great accurate decision maker good athlete whatever and then when you meet her she's not got huge stature in terms of being really tall but she has a presence about her (laughs) is that a compliment yeah (laughs) and then she's similar in some ways to Stephanie Frappard the French official who has worked on the Champions League this year Mm. and I'm like Mm. Howard Webb you're definitely just naming the only other current woman that you know that has performed at such a high level I mean he should know I mean his wife was a very famous referee as well so really yeah didn't know that um so yeah, you should. Yeah, it's really good, and hopefully the game goes by fine. Um, what game is she on? Fulham Burnley, is it? Yeah, Fulham okay. Burnley. Okay. On December twenty third. Okay. So hopefully yeah, she exactly. gets the respect that she deserves. I mean, it'd be kind of ridiculous at this stage for it not to be. I appreciate that it's the first main like woman to take over the main role in the men's Premier League, but also you've seen enough of the likes of Stephanie Frappere and like other referees in and around the game at this stage Mm. to just kind of accept it and move on. Yeah. I mean, even Joy Barton said that she had earned oh, her stripes. So. Is it the first time trying to avoid? I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's great news. I mean, she would have got a, quite a few more games at the World Cup, I would reckon, at this summer, except for the fact that England went so far. Okay, so yeah. she kind of had to be pulled out of the rotation then. But long may it continue. Yeah. 
Kathleen, thanks a million. Thank you. Thank you for that. It is uh, 10 past 8, almost, on this Friday morning, watching Off the Ball Breakfast, so I'd have you with us. If you have any thoughts, which it turns out a lot of people do, um, on the Orgy Snaman, yes, you heard this correctly, Orgy Snaman is moving from, it seems, according to Jerry Thornley in the Irish Times, reporting last night, from uh, Munster to Leinster. Munster to Leinster. Mm-hmm. Now, if you need to go and have a quick sip of coffee and let that settle in, you can do that and you have a couple of minutes to do it uh, because I want to remind you that Off the Ball is teamed up with Gold to support the Gold Mile, which is now in its 41st year and is Gold's biggest annual fundraiser. You can help us uh, make this Christmas special for those in need by signing up for the Gold Mile. Uh, there's over 150 locations across Ireland and you'll be sure to find a Gold Mile near you. So you can lace up your shoes, bring your holiday spirit and let's step up together as a community this Christmas. You can sign up now, goldmile.org forward slash register, or you can check out uh, some of our social posts as well we get all the details uh, on that as you can see there on your screen we're back after the break Vinnie Perth Off the Ball Breakfast Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show 